Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, The one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of your Spirit, who we celebrate today. Help us to receive him in fullness, and open our hearts to your perfect love. Amen. Please be seated. Now the Holy Spirit descended on them as tongues of fire, we heard in our reading. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Are we surprised or doubtful? We shouldn't be, because when he was telling his disciples that he must go back to his Father's side, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, power from on high would come to them. And Jesus had given them this command. He'd said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it would be so, and it was so. Now, we're the direct inheritors of the promise of Jesus. As Peter said to the crowds, 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. This promise is for you. That's us. We're far off in time, aren't we? And we believe that when we are baptised, the Holy Spirit comes to us. The words go, here we are washed by the Holy Spirit and made clean. And the priest says, may God, who has received you by baptism into his church, pour upon you the riches of his grace, that within the company of Christ's pilgrim people, you may daily be renewed by his anointing spirit and come to the inheritance of the saints in glory. It's our inheritance. Now there is evidence that God's spirit is and can be at work in our lives even before we're baptised. If we take a look at the story of Cornelius and his household in Acts 10. And now I call upon my assistant Peter here to come up. Um, because what I want to say is that Holy Spirit makes the Bible come to life and sets our hearts on fire as we read. <laughs> the Bible is full of hot stories and it fills us with life and with power and enables us to be pilot lights for the world. Thank you, Peter. Shall we give him a clap? <laughs> There was that frisson of tension at the very start when I wondered, was he going to manage to light it? But he did very well. So we don't walk around with our Bibles on fire, unless we're Peter. Um, but he is with us. He shares with us in a way that sets our hearts on, fires, on fire, like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Now I've seen and felt the Holy Spirit come on people, individuals and groups, and I believe that many of you have too. I've known people find an unusual strength or courage in impossible situations, as the Spirit came literally as their helper and comforter. I've seen people receive the gift of tears, as the Spirit came to release and wash away pent-up grief and pain that they'd been unable to find a way to express. And I've seen people receive a gift of joy, building faith and bringing hope in difficult times and filling a room with praise and thanksgiving in good times. I've seen people's eyes and faces light up not only with their own smiles, their own joy and pleasure, but also with a sort of a heavenly light and joy as they testify to what God has done for them. I've seen the Spirit overshadow people in prayer, wrapping them in a great blanket as they pray, and he prays with them and in them, a blanket of love. I've heard the Spirit give people just the right words in a really sensitive moment, words to bring healing and peace, words to bring justice but not offence, and seen their surprise and relief 
as they've been inspired with words that they're certain they could never have thought of themselves. And sometimes as you all pray or sing, I felt a wave of the Spirit sweep in and blanket us all so that we seem to enter a still moment in time and space, so peaceful, so beautiful, that we almost dare not disturb it. And when we invite the Spirit of God into our lives, we're making a decision to be as faithful to God as he has always been to us, but by his grace in our weakness, the grace of the Spirit. We're deciding to love and serve him now, in this world, and forever in the next. We are choosing to put our hand to the plough and not look back. And like Mary, we're saying a yes to God, that we will live out for the rest of our lives. For some of us, that will be obvious in seemingly small, God-inspired moments that may have a significance greater than we realize. Like Rosa Parks, who refused to give up her seat on a bus and so resisted the government of Alabama's segregation laws. Or we might be called, like Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, to knowingly accept a life of continuous and conspicuous duty and service. The truth is that God calls each and every one of us to know him, to love him, and each in our own way to serve him. And to those who say yes, he fills with his spirit. He gifts and he sends in his name. So today, on this Pentecost Sunday, one of the three great feasts of the church, let's um, be those who seek to hear his voice and say, yes, Lord, fill me with your spirit and send me. Yes, Lord, fill me with your spirit and send me. And so my challenge to us all today is to maybe take some time in the week to go for a walk, to take a long hot shower, whatever it is, and to be with God and to open your heart and to say, yes, Lord, fill me with your spirit and send me expectantly, hopefully, and with faith that he loves you very deeply, that he has always been there for you, your comforter and your strength, although you may not have known it, and he always will be in the future. Let us be those who choose to say in the words of the hymn, O Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end. O give me grace to follow my master and my friend. Amen.